Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. I'm the host of the show, Chef Taylor Duncan, joined for episode nine with my friend Matthew Davis, personal chef in Tampa, Florida. What's up, man? How you doing today? What's up, man? Thank you for having me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself and a little about your business and stuff like that. A little bit about me. Um, so I'm a private chef, and I operate in Tampa Bay and Clearwater area. Um, I also service Central Florida and Naples area. Okay, nice. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I've been doing it for about, I want to say, six and a half about seven months strong now yeah about nice man and is it going good yeah it's been it's been awesome so far man it's been nice, awesome man. yeah it's definitely you know every day is different that's how i told myself too so i started my business back in september so you know we're about same boat about six and a half months or so um yeah so yeah so yeah you know i've done everything from the ground up so i know exactly how it is so next uh a little bit tell me a little bit about yourself did you go to culinary school I did go to culinary school. I went to, um, so backtrack in high school in Massachusetts, I, I did like a, a cooking class that was, that was pretty good. Um, okay. I did a lot of bacon and hot foods and that. And when I came to Florida, I did cooking class, um, and Pinellas Park High School. Okay. And I went to Pinellas Technical College for two and a half years to do bacon and pastry arts and professional cooking okay so you have an associate um yeah i do perfect that's what i have too i mean that's all really i've heard what you need in the culinary world because it's mostly about experience you know pretty much yeah so so tell me a little bit about your background you know tell me where all different restaurants and stuff you've cooked down in florida um you want to plug any some cool places or anything like that um yeah the coolest place i've cooked at um would be parlor house bistro it's a a really fine dining, nice restaurant in Dunedin. So yeah, um, that's that's it's the best place I could recommend, honestly. Nice man, in sounds this good. Area. No, that sounds great. So next question I have for you: Have you always loved to cook? Um, honestly, my love for cooking started from just being in the kitchen and just wanting to eat something. Like I just like to eat more than anything. Like so. with your parents or with your grandparents or. Yeah, with my mother, I mean, when I was like eight, nine years old, she would just always be in the kitchen cooking something good, a lot of Jamaican food. So oh, I would yeah. just be in the kitchen and be like, how do you make this, you know? So oh, yeah, no, that's how I was too. So so my mom never cooked growing up, and my dad always cooked, and my parents were divorced, so I would always cook with my dad every other weekend growing up. So that's what got yeah. me involved in cooking, because it was just kind of always something I fell back on, and it was something I always looked forward to when I went to my dad's house. Um, so no, nah, man, I completely understand. So next question I have for you. Um, so other than the schooling that you did and the place that you worked and stuff like that, what other kind of places have you worked at? Have you worked at any like catering facilities or any like hotels or anything like that? Um, so I did briefly work at the Hilton and I worked at, um, Cheddar Scratch Kitchen for like okay. a, a year. Um, and then I think another place like a bar and grill, like a pizza type restaurant, that was pretty good too. Okay, yeah, I've done that too. So, so what got you to start your personal chef business? Like, what made you? What pushed you in that direction? Um, honestly, um, it was just me wanting to 
get closer to the people that are actually eating the food that I prepare and kind of get like a full feedback and just kind of, I just kind of. So you wanted more, do you wanted more like attention on you and more feedback directly to yourself instead of like other chefs and stuff like that? Not really, not really necessarily. I would just say it was me just wanting to be closer to the customer and kind of, I like, I like the, the people aspect you know? of it. Yeah. No, yeah. I completely understand. That's how I am too. You know, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, we're chefs, we're people pleasers. So if people are loving our food, we're going to love them back. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. hundred percent. So next question I have for you, Matthew is, um, who are some of your biggest culinary influences? So mine, you know, living in <clears throat> Virginia, my, one of my big culinary influences is Sean Brock. Cause he does a lot of really deep South, you know, pickling, making his own vinegars and stuff like that. So yeah. I follow him like super extensively. Now, what about you? Do you have a similar, like, nice. um, I have a couple of chefs actually. Um, the biggest one, I would say it's kind of cliche, but it's between, uh, it's either between Gordon Ramsay and it's not really just because of his celebrity personality. Mm-hmm. It's just because if you read like, um, what is it called? If you read Playing with Fire, um, he has another cookbook as well. It's just no, he's I think a great chef. Roasting in Hell's Kitchen or something mm-hmm. like that. He's just his background. He's he's a very very hard worker, and all the dedication just brought him to where he is today. And oh yeah. Nah. Other from um, Gordon Ramsay, I would say Thomas Keller. And yeah, Paul Bocuse. Yeah, really good cookbooks, man. Yeah, they're doing really good. So my my favorite chef of all time is Anthony Bourdain. Um, Have you read his cookbook, Kitchen Confidential? I I have not. Dude, you have to read it. It will change your life. And I did it on audiobook, but it's so good, man. You definitely need to check that out. I mean, I've watched all his shows. I have all his cookbooks. Um, Yeah. Another question, too. I didn't put this on the, the sheet when we were talking about this, but do you have any tattoos or like culinary tattoos or anything like that? Um, honestly, I haven't got any, got any as yet just because of religious reasons, but oh, I understand. It. I was just curious because yeah. I'm doing a whole <laughs> nautical chef sleeve. So I was just curious. Nice. That's uh, so next question to ask for you is what is your favorite local restaurant in your area? If you want to kind of do like a shameless plug for them. Um, the, I would I say, hard. honestly, there's a lot of good restaurants around here. Well, at least you have that issue because I have the issue with having none, (laughs) like zero good restaurants. Oh, man. There's a lot of good ones. I would say it would be um, Parlor House Bistro. Okay. And didn't you say you worked there? I did. I did. Okay, great. It's kind of of cliche, but (laughs) they're honestly (laughs) the best in the area. So what kind of food is it? Is it fine dining? So they cook. It is fine dining, white tablecloth. Um... So it's more like a modern American restaurant. Okay. So they have like they have the piano and um they have violin and like it's really classy. It's so it really sounds really like it's like modern French fusion maybe or something like that. Uh, along along those lines, yeah. Okay, cool. Definitely got to check it out. If well, you're yeah, I have to check that out for sure. I'll have to get you to link <laughs> me there thing. So next question for you, sure. man, is what is your favorite culinary TV show? Um. Or it can Honestly, be a YouTube so, show, either. I mean, I like so YouTube much. chefs, too. Yeah, oh, there's so much. Um, it's I'm going to have to say, like, Hell's Kitchen and Chopped. Actually, just Chopped. Chopped is just, it's just awesome. Just to see, like, what the chefs, the ingredients they get to work with and what they turn it into. It's just, like, so cre- creative, you know? It's no, awesome. I completely agree. It takes a lot of skill, too. 
Oh, man. A lot uh, of skill. Oh, no, definitely. So, next question I have. What is your favorite dish you've ever created? That's, that's honestly a hard one. I'm that's a hard one, lie. too. I mean, I know I get um, these questions all the time, man, so I understand. Uh, it would have to be... It's a dessert. It's called Gâteau saint Anna. It's a... Uh, other otherwise known as uh, a opera cake. It's okay. very, very, it's very, very, um, it's very good to say the least. It's, it's very, um, tedious and there's so many steps and I just made it so many times where it's just like, second nature I don't know, for you to like, make it now. I wish I would, I wish I could say second nature. It's, it's still difficult, but you just got to focus and kind of just follow the steps that it's pretty, it's worth the wait, you know? Nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. So opera cake. So what all is in that? Um, so it's a layer of chocolate glaze on the top and dark chocolate, soft ganache, homemade, homemade coffee, buttercream. Then you have the Jacon sponge, which is also known as like an almond sponge cake. And I think, yeah. And that's it. That sounds really good. Do you have a picture of that? Yeah, heck yeah. I'd love for you to send me a picture of that, and I can put it on uh, when I do the post for the podcast. I think that would be great. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. All right, man. Sounds good. So another question I have for you. So I'm really big on soups and sauces. Like that's like probably like when people ask what is your favorite thing to make, I think it takes a lot of skill to make sauces over a short period of time and soups over a long period of time. I think it takes a lot of skill. So with that being said, what is your favorite sauce that you've ever created for a guest? Um, honestly, I mean, I've made like a lot of classic her sauce is probably my saffron lemon volute. It's pretty good. That, that it's sounds really, really good. good. With like lobster With and fish. Stuff. Yeah. Seafood. Yeah, and I make good. like really good, um, Espanol sauce. That's pretty good as well. That sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. My, my signature right now is a brandy peppercorn cream sauce. Oh, that and sounds like good. One of my like top favorites right now. So next question I have for you, um, so I know we've talked about a little bit like who your clients are and stuff like that, but who are your primary clients? Are they vacationers? Are they small intimate dinners? Are they dinner parties? Like what is your prime? Well, um, when I just started out my business, it was a lot of couples, like romantic couples. I still do stuff like that, but um, most of my primary, primary clients seem to be typically between 30 and like 65. And they're like, I recognize like 85% of my customers golf. Okay. So that's something. And they're usually avid travelers. Like So they are vacationers. Like, yeah. Yeah. Vacationers okay. too as well. Okay. All right. So th- now that's kind of what I figured. I was just curious as well because mine is mainly locals, but I had some people come in from out of town and stuff like that. Um, so next, I know you talked about Jamaican cuisine a little bit. So do you incorporate any of that into your cooking? As far as like, because um, I know we talked about like, do you focus on any certain cuisines? Like, do you infuse any of that? Uh, I, it sounds like you do a little bit like with your volutes and stuff. Um, I want to say yes and no, because I mean, I have like Jamaican background to serve my family is from. So I kind of have that understanding and background of like flavor profiles and mm-hmm. kind of add my little flair to like classic French cuisine. But, um, Typically, I don't cook that much Jamaican food. I mainly focus on French. But um, if when I get a special request, I'll make like some ackee and saltfish or, you know, brown stew oxtail. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what's your favorite French dish to make? Oh, that's that's a, that's a hard one. I mean, I think it 
it would be the um the cake, which is not okay. really a dish, but the dessert. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so next question I have for you. So what is it like being a private chef in Florida? Like, tell me like an average day or like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a way to put this. Like, tell me like an average day, like when you go and get groceries and stuff like that. Um, an average day. I mean, I'm going to skip out the personal part, but I, no, that's fine. I, yeah, I typically start my day at like, I don't know, like 11 or like 11, 10 in the morning. Okay. Get some stuff done. Then I go to like, um, I do my grocery shopping, so Whole Foods or Fresh Market and okay. stuff like that. Um, get once I get groceries, I um, whatever else I think I need to get, like maybe a thank you card or whatever else. Um, I get to the client's house usually three hours before or four hours before. Prior. That's what I do as well. Yep. Yeah. So I so you get the groceries day the, of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. So I get the groceries so get, a day ahead of time and keep them in my fridge. And so that way, the day of, I can just go straight to their house. I do that for, like, bigger events because okay. it's kind of difficult to, like, go to six different places. Oh, no, I, mean? I completely understand. And I still live in an apartment. <laughs> so, I mean, when I have three or four events, I can only shop for one at a time. So yeah, I completely understand <laughs> but, um, that. Once I get to the client's house a couple hours before, I prep and get everything set up. And usually, typically dinner is between 5 36 p.m so i serve course by course and explain each dish stuff like that and clean up and sometimes i'm home like by 11 o'clock yeah nice man yeah that's pretty <laughs> that's about you know that's pretty similar to me as well except for i i try not to get groceries day of unless it's stuff that won't fit in my fridge i mean i try to i just like to yeah. be super organized and to go you know to get there well ahead of time and to feel everything out because everyone's Definitely. kitchen's different and you never know what you're oh, going to walk into. <laughs> now, what about like, because uh, I bring all my own pots, pans, knives, cutting boards, utensils. Do you do all that as well? So if there's like, I've had similar situations where like an Airbnb, I go there and there's like 25 people and there's like nothing in the, nothing to work with. So, uh -huh. but now um, I usually ask prior to okay. see what they have. So if I need to bring a couple pots and pans, but if need be, I can provide pots, pans, plate, utensils, a whole nine yards. I gotcha. Yeah. So the only thing I just don't do is utensils, but then I also do printed menus day of, do you do menus at all? Oh yeah, for sure. I do personalized um, menus. Use custom. Canva. I do use Canva. That's, you use Canva I use. too? It's so great, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, it awesome. it's such a great program. Um, so next question I have for you, do you work with any local farms or like any, like what kind of, I'm all about using local and shopping local. So do you have any local businesses you work with? Yeah, definitely. And I don't know if you can tag them. Um, yeah, I can I definitely tag them. Yeah. Vitality Farms. It's in, where is it? In Lakeland. Okay. Yeah. They're a microgreen um, farm. Microgreen farm. Nice. Yeah. I get my microgreens yeah. local as well. Um, no, nah, it's it's so great, man. It's so great to support local. I use all my hot sauces local from this place in Virginia Beach called Ashburn. It's like the best Carolina Reaper hot sauce oh, that's like completely replaced my Tabasco in everything and is phenomenal. Um, nice. Next time I go there and I get another bottle, I'll ship you another bottle down to Florida. So yeah, for sure. Heard that. Um, and then you have to do something. Send me something from down there and we can swap. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> barter. All right. So what's your favorite meal to cook at home? Like, do you have a girlfriend or anything or? Um, yeah, I got a girlfriend and a daughter. Um, okay, nice. See. What did they like? They both like mac and cheese, really. <laughs> Who doesn't like, like mac, mac and cheese, and cheese. man? <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty classic. I I make um, 
baked mac and cheese, fresh hot out of oven. It's just nothing compared to it. It's just such a comfort food. Um, baked mac and cheese and just fried chicken, man, and some butter asparagus. Just classic. Hom- classic. Homey. Homey yeah. food. They love it. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, it's nothing better than that. And it's so good. (laughs) Soul food too. Yeah. Um, so next question I have for you, who is the most inspiring person in your personal life? Um, I would say my dad and my mom, I would say my dad, my dad is, he's everything, man. He's the one that pretty much, he's just a hard worker and he made sure everything was set for us, you know? Yeah, so you think that definitely. kind of rubbed off on rubbed off on you a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the the tradition and the way he raised me, um, kind of def- definitely turned me into the man I am today. Like, especially with hard work and you know. No, that's the definitely most important thing. For that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we didn't talk about this either. How old are you, man? I'm 21. Oh wow, man! I didn't realize you were that young. I'm twenty. <laughs> I'm twenty-seven. So that's great to see yeah. you doing that at twenty-one. I mean, that's that's phenomenal, man. That's... Yeah, I appreciate it, man. No, so just so the audience knows, so I found so Matthew found me on Instagram. He commented uh, on one of my videos or something on my Instagram, and we got to talking. Yeah. And I see his <laughs> ambition, and I see his strive, and I see what he's doing, and he's doing similar food, you know, very similar to what I'm doing, my cooking style here in Virginia. So I really encourage you guys to check out Matthew Davis, personal chef down in. Clearwater, Tampa-ish area. I'll link all his stuff down at the end. But like I said, I just I I've, I've had some people help me in the past, so I wanted to kind of help you as well. I'm always looking for yeah, more for people sure. on the podcast, and I thought it'd be perfect to interview a personal chef. I I encourage you to listen to my other one. I have my friend that was a private chef in San Diego as well, um, to get kind of her uh, her aspects on some things are interesting as well. Um, so I would definitely check that out. All right, man. So next question I have for you. Do you use Thumbtack at all? Because I use that sometimes for clients and stuff like that for people to find me. Yeah. Um. So when I just started out, I was using Thumbtack a lot. Right now, um, honestly, not so much. I I um, use Google because I'm on like, I have a Google website page or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty much Facebook and Instagram and referrals. Referrals are a big one, honestly. Oh, yeah. Word of mouth referrals. That's how I am too, man. So it's growing my business, honestly. I'm just thankful for all the clients, you know? No, I completely agree. So about, um, you know, on like a busy month, about how many dinners are you doing a month? I'm just curious. Um, in the in the busiest month? Your busiest month you've month? done so far. What was the most events you did? Uh... I would say twenty-one events, and it was, it was in November. What was your? Uh, you said you had twenty-one in, De- in November. Yeah. Damn. I, it 20, I had twenty or twenty-one. I had, I had eighteen in December, and I thought that was a lot. Nice. That's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, busy, busy season. Oh know? yeah. No, prime busy season. You know, for events and stuff like that. So next, man. Um, I wanted to open it up if you had any questions for me or anything like that. Um. Yeah. I was just looking at your food and stuff. I'm like wondering like what the food scene is like we're in virginia so it's it's kind of lacking and i think it's kind of helped me a little bit like not to like throw shade at anyone but there's not a lot of really good restaurants around here i mean there's ones that are pretty good but nothing like over the top extravagant and ever since covid happened you know a lot of the restaurants and i'm sure you saw this down there became inconsistent so my goal was to offer a you know, a, a restaurant quality dining experience, but better in your home. 
where you have to do yeah. nothing. You don't have to clean up anything. You don't have yeah, to worry definitely. about anything. And that's kind of how I've pitched it. I haven't even done the Google thing yet. I just I probably book ninety five percent of my in, my business through Instagram. Um, and everything yeah. else is just word of mouth. I just haven't. I, I don't know why I didn't do that, but I just haven't even really needed <laughs> to yet. Um, any other questions you have for me? Yeah. Um. Just like what what type of food do you specialize in, and you like your culinary work background? So I went to the Culinary Institute of Virginia here in Newport News. Um, it was a fifteen week program, kind of just to get my you know, my feet in the door to start learning cooking as best I could. Because like I said, my mom never cooked. My dad always cooked. So I was always interested in it. I just needed some skills. So I wanted to go get an associate to, you know, get my basic skills set there. So to learn all my different techniques and stuff like that. So from there, I went to go work at a place called Clean and Williamsburg around here, which is kind of like a very heavy touristy area. You know, lots of yeah. travelers, super busy, like insanely busy, like do 600 people a night, like every single night. Um, so it was kind of like a sink or swim moment, like where I kind of had to learn how to cook or I was going to, you know, be done. So I worked in a lot of heavy, you know, high volume, high volume jobs. So I did, um, Clinton Winsburg. And then from there I went to waypoint seafood and grill where I did fine dining, where I did, it was a German and French cuisine fusion restaurant. So it was really yeah. cool because, like, during October, we did a full Oktoberfest menu. And the chef there was Chef Hans Shadler, which I need to send you his information. You need to look him up because he is one of the highest esteemed chefs in Virginia. He was the um, executive chef of Colina Williamsburg for, I want to say, like, almost 40 years. And he's, like, 75 years old now, and he still cooks every single day. Um, and he is a phenomenal chef, and he has tra- taught me probably 95% of what I know has came from him. Um, so then from there I went to go work at the Williamsburg winery, which was a big banquet facility. And before I had came there, they were doing, they were hiring offsite caterers to come in and cook food there. So they wanted to hire someone to do the food on site. And I was hmm, 20 and I had never been a chef before. I'd only been a line cook and uh, I interviewed for it. And the guy offered me a position as like a lead banquet cook that would transition into a banquet chef role. And I just took a dude and ran with it. And we did (laughs) 3.7 million in sales in the first year. And it was just me and one other person cooking. I mean, we cooked for Jason Mraz. We cooked for Leanne Rimes. We cooked for Ozzy Osbourne, Hanson, um, tons of different people while I was there. So I've been very, you know, fortunate I'll say fortunate, but I've been through some really hard situations that have, I've had to kind of just figure out what to do. So, you know, with starting my own business, it was just another obstacle that I knew I was going to conquer, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to have um, mentors in your life to really teach you how to cook. No, and that's why I completely understand. And that's why I said like, you know, Chef Hans has been one of my culinary mentors. So, I mean, I think it could be a cool friendship here and I love what you're doing. I love the stuff, the food you're cooking. I love your vibes. I love your, uh, your work ethic. That's what I preach. You know, work ethic is so hard to find nowadays, especially in the culinary world. And I see it, man. I see your drive. I see your, your ambition. I see myself when I see you cooking and it's, it's cool, man. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So any other questions for me? Um, what's the, what's your favorite dish to make? Oh, my favorite dish to make. So I do a lot of steaks. I'll probably say, you know, 90% of what I do is steaks. And I'm probably sure, pretty sure that's probably what you do as well. I do a lot of different fancy steaks, you know, stuff like that. But um, 
to to go back to waypoint i do these potato pancakes that i learned there which is a german style shredded potato pancake with lemon onion garlic and then you ring this put egg um salt pepper lemon juice and then let it soak and wring all the starch out of it and then you pan fry them and that's like my signature uh side and then i'll either do like asparagus broccolini green beans and then i always do filet maybe like some some three seared scallops and then that brandy peppercorn cream sauce or in the summertime i love to do like a really nice jalapeno chimichurri on the grill um i like to just take southern things but make them a little bit different like i do a lot of bread puddings and stuff like that i'm learning to do more desserts and stuff like that that's one thing i've kind of struggled with is i'm more of a savory chef than a pastry chef but having the personal chef business it's been able to let me branch out a little bit more and have a little bit more time to learn some things that I wanted to learn. Um, so it's been fun for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, um, you transitioning into owning your own business and stuff like that? Um, it's gave you like more of an opportunity to be more creative with your menus. No, it definitely did a hundred percent. So the past two jobs I had before I owned my own business, I was running their social media. So I already had that cut, you know, that creativity, you know, kind of flow running already, but I was being the chef and running the social media. So when I transitioned to doing it for myself, it was an easy switch. And I was just putting all that passion and all that drive into my business, not someone else's, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the biggest thing as chefs that we have or, you know, we're super passionate about what we do and we don't always necessarily get the recognition that we deserve. So I think um, you starting your own business at 21 is something phenomenal, man, that you should be super proud of. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, Matthew, I want to thank you again, once again, for joining me on the show. Like I said, guys, this is the Spice of Life podcast. I'm your host, Chef Taylor Duncan, and I want you to kind of plug your socials a little bit, tell people where they can find you, and I'll tag them all in the description below. So tell me your Instagram, your Facebook, if you have it, your website, all that. All right. So my Facebook and Instagram is Bon Voyage Private Diamond. Okay. Um, my website is bonvoyageprivatediamond.com and I guess my Google is bonvoyageprivatediamond.com. <laughs> All right. No per- so make it super easy, bonvoyageprivatediamond.com. You guys can find them all right there. This is Matthew Davis, personal chef from Tampa, Florida. Thanks again, man, for joining me on the show, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah, man, of course.